0: Have you ever had someone that taught you something purposely that shaped your life? Was there a person in your life that helped shape to help make you who you are today? Who might that be? Teacher. 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 Mother. Mother. Father. Yeah, other sources say the same, share the same thing. People who shaped, my, shaped your life and my life and helped us who we want to be because really what they did is they had us to be prepared. Now, prepared happens to be the model of what? Boy Scouts. That's right. It's a Boy Scout model. It's a lifelong lesson. Always be prepared. Now, it seemed like there was this game yesterday, and one team seemed a little more prepared than the other team, but let's not talk about that too long, okay? All right? But talking about being prepared uh, reminds me about uh, Cub Scouts, and a uh, story is told about Cub Scouts, and uh, a, a gentleman volunteered to serve in the Cub Scouts. He wanted to be a pack leader, and he had children, and he volunteered to serve, and they said, well, where are your boys? And and the father said, I have no boys. I have a couple daughters. Well, this doesn't make sense. If you have daughters and not sons, why do you want to be involved in Cub Scouts? And the father said very simply, one of those Cub Scout boys is going to grow up to be a man, and I'm looking for a good man for my daughter to marry, okay? So something about being prepared. He wanted to prepare himself. He was thinking about himself. He was thinking about his daughters. You know, parenting, the goal of parenting in American society is not to keep children happy. That's not the goal of parenting. The goal of parenting is that I'm able to take my young child in my hand and to form them and shape them and to prepare them for a day when they're going to eventually what? What? leave. They're going to leave the nest. So uh, I'm going to raise my little, my chicks, my my ducklings, whatever you want to call them. I'm going to raise my children so that one day they're going to be self-sufficient and I will not need to take care of them. Now, of course, my my home nest is always there for them. But the goal of parenting is to raise our children that one day they might be independent and they might be successful and they might be self-sufficient. To be what? To be prepared. And then after surgery, now, you know, my lovely wife, she has had her second knee replaced. But before she was able to go home, surgery was on Tuesday. We were able to take her home on Wednesday. She had to show that she could ascend and descend seven steps because that's how many steps are in our home. So she had to show to the physical therapist that she can come up seven steps and go down seven steps because she had to be prepared before she what, what, Went home. It's all about preparation. All about here's a person who just had surgery and and things aren't going well. I mean, things are going well, but they're not ready to be on their own. You have to show me this before I'm able to let you out. Or to be prepared, internships. Have you ever been an intern? I'm referring to. Ever been a student teacher? Um, Casty was our intern last year. Whole point of internship, or being an apprentice, or many, many ways of being a student, is someone's going to hold me in their hands, and they're going to teach me and guide me and mold me until the day I'm able to what? Be out on my own and be self-sufficient and self-reliant and able to do it. You get the idea. And also, I like what this says. This sort of summarizes this because I'm a Samuel Clemens fan. Can you read it with me? Give a man a fish, you fed him a meal. Teach a man a fish, you fed him for life. Sort of the same thoughts about being prepared. that takes someone in my hands so they're able to be self-sufficient. Somebody said that's not true. Uh, teach a man a fish, you have to teach him how to clean a fish. But that's a whole other story, okay? Anyways. Now, for us Lutherans, um, and this is more clergy talk than laity talk, we talk about our members being catechized. Now, we've all heard of Luther small what? Yeah, to be catechized is that I'm instructed, informed in the fundamentals and in the basics of the Christian faith. And to be me, catechized means I, I, under, I, grasp, I grasp the Bible. Uh, Luther said the small catechism is a roadmap through the Bible. And we talk about members properly catechized, that we hold them into our hands, and we grow and mature them, that they're able to be on their own and be mature disciples. And so when Jesus says, go ye therefore and make disciples of Who? Well, hold them in your hands and mature them and grow them and catechize them that they're able to go out and be disciples on their own to be self-sufficient. Jesus did that with the twelve. So you understand what it means to to be prepared. Now, can you read this with me? I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor a messenger is greater than the one who sent him. And there's a picture of Jesus. What's his servant activity there? Say it. Washing someone's feet. Now, to us, that it doesn't make sense because we wear shoes and socks and we can shower every day. But from Jesus' day on the dusty, dirty roads with sandals, feet washing was rather sort of a disgusting, unpleasant thing. But if Jesus can wash feet and no servant's greater than his master, then what can we do? We can wash feet. There's, and once again, no messenger is greater than the master. Jesus sets an example. He puts us in his hands. He trains us. He matures us that we're able to go out and to serve and to be mature. Now, last week's sermon was about the reality of Judgment Day, that there will be a Judgment Day. And today's sermon is about what? Being prepared for Judgment Day, to be prepared for Judgment Day. Because there will be a Judgment Day. And all of us will be judged and all of us will be held accountable. And so, once again, this is about being prepared. And so, the theme verse, can you read it with me? Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen. And that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Friends in Christ, there will be a great and terrible judgment day. For us will be a great and glorious day. But there will be a day that God will come back and reckon the world to himself. God is in charge, and he'll call the world accountable to himself. And so the whole goal of Jesus is he's here to prepare us that we might be able to stand before the Son of Man when he comes in glory. And so Jesus tells us sort of five verbs in which we can be prepared. And the first verb is straighten up. Straighten up, stand tall, and be confident. Um... By the way, people can sometimes judge us by how we walk. Are we slouched over, looking down? Are we moping around? Or we stand tall, sort of assertive. I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm talking about confidence. St. Augustine said this, that when God made the world, especially the mammalian world, uh, they have four uh, quadrupeds on, on, on the ground. You know, animals, I have a dog. Animals will walk and their heads will be pointing where? To the ground. Now, while we might have some biological um, similarities with animals, St. Augustine said this, that when God made us, his people, men and women, that he made us what? Standing up. And that the point of us standing up is that our feet are on the ground, earth that he's made, but our head is pointed to our where? Heavens. So to be prepared when Christ comes, stand up. To be asserted, be confident, Jesus died and rose for me. Uh, police, police will say this, that, that burglars and, and muggers and, and other criminals, they will look for people who are somewhat insecure. If you're in a dark parking lot at night or you're leaving work wherever, that, that thieves understand. Uh, people walk mopey and uninsured, they get attacked more. The per- person who's assertive, who straightens up, they tend to leave alone more. So the first thing to be prepared for when Christ comes is straighten up. Look to the heavens. This isn't a bad thing for us believers. Straighten up. Because what? Salvation is near. We never know when Christ is coming back. And exercise your faith. Read the Bible, pray, be with God's people, partake in the sacraments. Exercise your faith, and that way we can what? strain up for Christ's coming. The second verb that, that, he, that Jesus uses in preparation for his coming, uh-oh, I'm stuck here a little bit, See, Now, Jesus uses a fig tree and leaves Uh, to help us see. Can you read the verse with me? There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars and nations will be in anguish and perplexity, and men will faint for terror. We're to know the signs. So what are the signs of Christ coming? Well, there's going to be anguish in the nations. Men are going to be faint in fear. There's going to be anguish and perplexity, and there will be signs. Friends in Christ, has there ever been a time that there hasn't been signs? Say it. Has there ever been a time that there hasn't been anguish and perplexity? What's the answer? Has there ever been time there hasn't been wars and rumors of war? What's the answer? Has there ever been time there hasn't been earthquakes and hurricanes and famines? Yes or no? No. Those signs are always there. Look at the fig tree. That's what Jesus says. Look at the fig tree and see its leaf. Read the signs. The signs are always there for his coming. You don't have to be a rock scientist to figure that out. Know the signs. See, know the signs, and be in the know. By the way, does anyone know when Christ is coming back? But look at the signs. Are there false teachers? Yes. Are there calamities around us? Yes. Are nations in anguish and peril? Yes. Know the signs. So straighten up and know the signs. Then, pay special attention to what? His word. My word will not pass away. Read his word know the difference between the two. Um, I saw this meme on Facebook and it talks about truth. And in the meme, it's on Facebook and I'm looking at it and, and there's two banners and there's a person at a desk underneath each banner and people come to hear them. And one banner says, things people wanna hear and the other banner says truth. And there's a person sitting underneath it that says, things p- people wanna hear and there's truth. Now, guess how many people who are in line for things people want to hear? Guess? Lots of people. How many people are in line for the truth? None. None. Okay? Things we want to hear. My word will not pass away. Know that. Know the truth. And there's a difference between those who hear and keep his word and those who don't. Once again, let the seed of God's word fall into the dark, rich hearts of faith. To know there's a difference between knowing and doing. So, straighten up, see, pay special attention. Then, be aware. Beware of what? Beware of false teachers. There's all sorts of false teachers out there today. You can have your best life right now. Oh, there's not going to be a judgment day. Ah, don't believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. There's all sorts of false teachers out there. Twelve times in the Bible, Jesus says this. No one knows when I'm going to what? What? Return. However, there's teachers who toss. I know exactly when Jesus is going to return, and they'll write books and they'll make movies, they have all sorts of money, and they get all sorts of attention, even though 12 times Jesus says, What? Nobody knows when he's coming. He's going to come like a thief in the night. Beware of false teachers and beware of distractions that don't bear fruit. Now, talking about Facebook memes, I saw this today, and it had four pictures. Big crowds buying turkeys around the Christmas table, lots of shoppers on Black Friday, big football crowds at the football games on Saturday, all big crowds and then church on Sunday. Guess what? Okay, you know what I mean? Very few people church on Sunday because there's a lot of distractions. Distractions don't bear fruit. Are we all busy doing things that ultimately don't matter? Do we have time to serve, to serve God, to serve his church? What are distractions that keep us from doing the things that are necessary? So beware of false teachers and beware of those things that eat up our time that really, in the long run, don't matter. Be aware. Straighten up. See. Pay special attention to and beware. And finally, be what? Be watchful. Be watchful for what? For every season. Now, we all know that falls here, right? The leaves have fallen. My leaves are starting to fall, okay? However, they haven't all fallen, so now I'm trying to think about how am I going to rake leaves in the snow, right? I don't want to rake the leaves now, but I'm aware of the seasons, correct? Watch for every season. Know the signs. Know the signs of Christ coming. Watch for every season and be watchful to pray to endure. Now, Martin Luther said this, Martin Luther's fear was there's some people who believe for just a little bit of their life, then they fall out of faith. Now, I was here, you know this, I was here from 85 to 88. I came back in 2019. And sometimes, there's a lot of people that I remember that were here from 85 to 88 here in 2019. But it goes through my mind because I knew a lot of people here from 85 to 88 that I don't what? I don't see now. Where'd they go? Do they still have faith? I think about that at times. Where have all these people gone? Are they involved? Do they hear God's word? Are they receiving the sacrament? Pray to endure. Complete this Bible verse with me. Ready for this? That we may remain faithful to the point of what? And receive the crown of everlasting life. Remember, Jesus tells a parable of the sower. The seed sown. Some falls on a path is eaten by birds. Some falls in shallow soil is burnt up by the sun. Some falls among weeds and thorns. It is taken and can't just grow. Endure till the end. There's lots of people who only believe for just a short season in their life. Then they fall out. Stand fast unless you fall. Pray to endure. So how are we prepared for Christ's coming? Well, straighten up. We have faith in Christ. See. See the signs. Pay special attention to his word. Be aware of false teachers and distractions and be watchful. Be watchful for his coming. He's going to come like a thief in the night. Be prepared just as in seasons. Are you guys all set for winter? Heater fixed? Oil changed? Right? We used to have snow tires. Remember that? You used to change your tires. Are you all prepared for winter? Are you prepared for the seasons? Be prepared for this, for the season of Christ's coming. Be prepared. And finally, an ounce of prevention is worth a what? Pound to cure. So my wife and I, we bought a home here in Defiance and the exterior needed to be redone. So we worked on the shed and then we worked on our back porch and then we got sided this year. And then a couple weeks ago, um, we went up into our attic, went up into our um, garage attic, went into some crawl space and we noticed that below the vents, there was some moisture and we have vents throughout our roof and says this isn't good because if the moisture gets into our kitchen in our bathroom, guess what? a major problem. So when they're residing the house, um, I, asked, uh, I asked our construction person, said, hey, you'll check out the vents, are they leaking? He says, your vents are shot. So we had four of them replaced, just a hundred bucks a piece. And I walked around some more and I found out we had three more vents to replace those. I caught not being, what, how's it say? Penny smart, but dollar what? I was being dollar smart and penny smart, right? I'd rather pay $100 a vent than have all the $1,000 worth of damage. So, an ounce of prevention is worth a what? Pound cure. Straighten up. See. Be watchful. Be aware. Correct? All those things in anticipation of Christ's return. Why? My goal as a pastor is that you are prepared to have your heads held high in the presence of what? that you are prepared that when Christ comes that you're found in faith, that the word is in your dark soil, that you believe, that you trust, that you know it's going to happen, that you're properly catechized. That's our hope. That's the Holy Spirit's goal. I'm ready for Christ to return in faith. That's our goal. Why? Because when Christ comes back, we will be ushered into what? Heavenly banquet, properly dressed, know what's going on with our Lord and Savior and those who died in the faith to be prepared. So i this for a closing thought. Can you all read it with me? Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. Be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you the crown of life. And in preparedness, all God's people say, Amen.